Hey everyone, welcome to this episode of Compassion and Courage, Conversations in Healthcare. I'm your host, Marcus Engel, and this is the podcast where I teach compassionate communication, provide perspective, and inspire resilience. And today I have in the studio with me, the hotness. Hi, babe. Hello. Hey, I have a question for you. Okay. Can you name three things right now that you're excited about? I am excited about a facial. I'm getting ready to get. <laughs> you got beauty treatment today. I got a beauty All right. treatment. Happy me. Okay. Um, I'm excited about hopefully getting to see your parents this week, mm-hmm. and I'm excited about getting to um, take a nap. Take a nap. Okay. All right. <laughs> I don't Good stuff. Know. Yeah. I, I freeze mean... on the third one. I always in that game we play with where you have 17 seconds. I always freeze on the third one. I don't know what game you're referring. Oh, like the board game. Seconds or whatever. I think five seconds. Or five seconds. I don't remember. One of those seconds games. Yeah, yeah. I, I hear you. You freeze up whenever you get under pressure. So, but <laughs> not <laughs> every say? time. Not every time. The third. The third one. The third okay. one. So the idea of getting excited about things. I've seen a couple of things lately that I am rather excited about. Um, one of them is. <laughs> it was just announced. Just came out in the news in the last day or two. Um, that we now have the first female patient who has uh, been medically cured of HIV. Now, there's all kinds of scientific definitions for what that means, but that is something that we certainly, I don't know if I ever thought that that would be in my lifetime. And when I think back to the, to the 80s and HIV and AIDS and what they were uh, at that time, killed 3 million Americans, 3 million Americans. Let's not forget that. That is, of course, three times higher than the number that have died so far uh, of Corona, uh, of COVID, I should say. So, so this is an exciting thing. And that's whenever I hear about something exciting for me, a lot of times it goes to medical breakthroughs. Uh, there's also something in... <laughs> okay, that makes my nap look pretty... <laughs> pretty lame. Pretty lame. <laughs> it's, it's you get a nap and some people get cured of HIV. <laughs> yeah, you needed to give me a little heads up about that. <laughs> uh, sorry, my bad. <laughs> Something else I'm excited about then, too, is that there's been reports uh, in the news lately of patients who have had spinal cord injuries who are regaining the ability to walk uh, through a variety of medical innovations. And then lastly, this is kind of nerdy of me, the lastly, I'm excited about artificial intelligence. And I I know that whenever we first started hearing this idea of artificial intelligence, what, 10 or 15 years ago, it was like, ooh, it's scary. You know, the computers are going to take (laughs) Take over. over, They're going to, the computers are going to start thinking for us and bring it on. And and, in my version, bring it on because artificial intelligence is going to lead to such massive breakthroughs. It already has. And so, so we see this in our daily lives, right? We see this in our daily lives. How many times a day do I pick up the phone and I just speak to my phone and tell it what to text or who to call or uh, what the temperature in Anchorage is? I don't know why Why we care about this. (laughs) I don't know. It's cold. (laughs) No, we don't, unfortunately. But if you are in Anchorage and you want to bring us there, hey, hook me up. Uh, so artificial intelligence, I love it. We've had devices uh, for the last 10 years that we've been carrying around in our pockets that 
are using artificial intelligence every single day. So I rely on a smart device in my house a lot, maybe even more than the average person. And we have, let's see, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, at least seven or eight smart devices uh, in our house. Yes, we do. All of one brand. I use this smart device for everything. I use it for logistics when I'm planning out my travel and speaking events. It's like, how many miles is it from Columbus to Chicago? Could I get to from Columbus to Chicago in a day? Those kind of things. Um, I do math on it because I am, you know, mathematically impaired. Uh, I, I am constantly asking just little goofy things like, uh, what year did the Rolling Stones album Sticky Fingers come out, right? <laughs> I, I'm tuning my guitars by using artificial intelligence these days. And obviously when you're working with smart devices, if you've, if you've played with one of those very much, um, you kind of have to train it, right? Right. And at the same time you're training the smart device, it is training you. <laughs> it's training you. Uh, my, my stepson Jordan was the first one to really alert me to this. When you're talking to a smart device, use as few words as possible. Instead of saying, hey, smart device, what will the weather be tomorrow? You just say, smart device, weather tomorrow. And it's more easily able to pick up on that. You have to choose your words very, very carefully. I The other night I was asking my smart device to play some music, ended up playing me some like teeny bopper, series that I had no cares about whatsoever. And the reason is it misunderstood what I was saying. So then I had to say it again differently. If we had real-time feedback that what we said didn't work, how would that be, what would that be like in our lives? Like, like if right now, if you and I are having a conversation and you're sharing your heart with me, you're you're upset about something or you're aggravated at me with me about something, which probably fairly frequently. It happens. <laughs> it happens. Um, what would it be like if in real time you said something to me and you didn't get the response that you wanted, so you rephrased the question? We try to do this because we you do. and I are hopefully at least moderately intelligent individuals who uh, are constantly looking to improve. But when we, when, we, when we start to be much more intentional about the words that we use, we end up having better results. We end up having better results. Well, I'm going to actually say we do that because we've had counseling. We have, yeah. And um, before we got married, we started by going to counseling. Yeah. And that was something they encouraged us to do. Um, say, so what I'm understanding is, and we, you know, kind of learned that mm -hmm. technique to phrase it back. Um, I think we uh, move along a conversation better when we clarify now, what I'm hearing you say is, and when we don't do that and we function from what we heard and we're off, what we heard is not what the other person intended. Oh my goodness, we can end up, you know, you're over here at point A and someone else is way down here at point D and man, it can get so messy and muddy and convoluted and confused and I'm 
arguing about a point and the other person is arguing about this point and we're on entirely different planets because we didn't stop and clarify what one person meant. And that, I think, in our 14, well, almost 15 years of marriage now, I don't know if anybody else does this. I'm sure that we're unique to this. But you start arguing about the argument. You start arguing about the argument. It's like, well, no, you said, no, I didn't say that. You said this. <laughs> you used this word. Da, da, da. And, and so in our process, it, we got to be really careful in our process of clarifying that we're not, that we're clarifying for understanding not to make our point, not to make our point, not to, not to use it as a weapon, but to use it as a true clarification. I... I, I, I hope, I hope that I choose my words fairly carefully, routinely. Um, I hope that's something that I do more often than not. But I know that I slip into uh, moments of emotion, moments where uh, I lose my head and I get angry and I blurt out something that isn't even what I truly felt. But that's the times when we've got to step back and get really mindful and intentional about the words that we use, much like when we are talking to a smart device. If we can stop ourselves and we can clarify uh, and state it a different way so there's less room for interpretation, that's just like how our smart devices train us to best communicate <laughs> with them. Now, it's, obviously, there's some common threads and it's not across the board, but I think that there's some, some pretty valid parallels there. There is. We always say that um, our 10-year-old uh, is the best. We've got a smart device hooked up to our television. And man, I must tell that TV 50,000 times, you know, turn on, you know, CBS. And it won't, it won't do it half the time. But he comes in and he drives it perfectly you know turn by on SpongeBob. It, you mean turn he just he just says turn on spongebob and it, and it, and it almost knows every time and he has been trained by that device he has trained that device and and you end up having better outcomes that way you do because he understands intuitively how to say what to say um how to get it right because he knows how to express what he wants and um clearly and gets it so Speaking we can language. take a we can take a good lesson from that. You know, we can take some good teaching points from that to 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 consistently think about the words that we use, uh, our phrasing and how we use them, and to try to to state things as clearly and concisely as we can, so there's less room for interpretation and misunderstanding. Yep. Without the baggage, just ask. Without the baggage, ask what you want. Yep. Yep. Clearly and easily. Good so stuff. what do you want? What do I want? More artificial intelligence? <laughs> I a want a nap, a apparently. A nap and a facial. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, thank you all so much for joining us. We're going to go take naps or some of us are going to go have facials. Uh, happy so, Valentine's. Yeah. Happy Valentine's <laughs> week that we're recording this. Uh, yeah, I know. So thank you all so much for joining us for this episode of Compassion and Courage, Conversations in Healthcare. This is the podcast where I teach compassionate communication, provide perspective, 
and inspire resilience. Thank you to everyone who has subscribed and rated and reviewed. Uh, your feedback is really what keeps us going. Thank you, thank you, thank you for, for being here today and for your continued support of the CNC podcast. Thank you.